Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It came out from a thicket to my left. The farmer's visitor was Major Keeve Smith. Don't be having much luck for your first evening shooting, sir. Well, that's all right. I have two weeks holiday. Have... What's behind that growth of hawthorn over there? Oh, nothing. But dead wood and more hawthorn. Ah, you ought to find pigeons nesting in there. Not likely. Because of the cat. What cat? Oh, perishing black cat. Can't shoot him, can't tame him neither. But there, there he goes now, that black devil. Where? Oh, yes, into the head. He's very fat for a stray, isn't he? <laughs> I was underground nine days, watching daylight and starlight through my chimney. Then Asmodeus disappeared. And that night I heard noises. There were two men. They were moving something heavy. Then I heard a thud against the door, and I knew with terror that my door was barred. I was trapped underground. Can you hear me? Yes. Wonder how I found you? It was the cat. I was sure that somebody was feeding you. How sentimental you English are about animals. Can't you give me a cleaner death than this? My dear fellow, I don't want you to die at all. Put your signature on a document I have here and I'll release you immediately. A document? Which says what? Well, I'll read you the most important sentence. On April the 5th, I attempted to assassinate the leader of the German people and did so with the knowledge of the British government. See, it's a very simple, straightforward statement. It's a pack of lies. Oh, come now, no heroics. Truth is relative. You think about it overnight, old fellow. I'll be back at seven in the morning. Oh? Who do you have on night duty? <laughs> a paid hand. Swiss fellow. You must have realized it took two of us to lift the log aspiring your door. But by the way, why did you try to assassinate our leader? I told you. I wanted to see if it was possible. And then I didn't think his death would be any loss. Ah, and you did mean to shoot. I'm glad you finally admit it. Why, yes. I did mean to shoot. I'd given myself away, not to him, to myself. It had not been a game. I had really meant to kill the head of a state. I must have been mad. 
And indeed I was driven mad by rage and grief so great I didn't let myself know what I was thinking. I am a man who was loved only once and didn't know it until she was dead. They killed her. He, that leader, killed her. She was so swift, so sensitive, so generous a spirit. She made the cause of all oppressed, unhappy people her own. And so they caught her and killed her. For reasons of state. And so I had declared war on them. One man at war with a nation. And I would have destroyed their leader if the wind hadn't shifted. I slept and was awakened by the sound of a shot. And then something was stuffed down my chimney, shutting off my only source of fresh air. Hours passed. The air grew foul and I banged on the door. Keith Smith paid no attention. Finally, I reached up the chimney to see what he'd stuffed it. And pulled poor Asmodeus down into my cave. He'd been shot at close quarters. I was choking with sorrow and rage. <laughs> it wasn't an easy shot, old man. Very difficult and sporty. That's a lie. He trusted you because he'd learned to trust me. Oh? Well, perhaps you're right. The Anglo-Saxon love of animals is a weakness I'm happy to be without. And so, with the death of Asmodeus, the Major condemned himself to death. All my plans were directed to that end. I had no gun, no access to my victim except through the chimney hole. No weapon but the slingshot. There was only one way to kill him. To shoot a lethal missile through that opening. After some hours, I hit on an iron spit as my weapon. To be fired by the slingshot. Then I set about luring the major to the hole. Ah? Want to talk? Yes, I've been thinking. You'd only use that document in case of a war, is that right? Exactly. So it doesn't matter if I sign it or not, since there isn't going to be a war. You're perfectly right. It's a mere formality. Then hand it down. And give me a pen and a flashlight. Right away. I'm glad you decided to be sensible. You're a cut above the average Englishman. There it is. Got it? Yes. Uh, here's the pen. Uh, where are you? I can't see... <laughs> there was a look of surprise in his eyes. But he was already dead. The iron spit took him square about the nose. Then he toppled backward. Immediately, I had to wear my end of the chimney until it was large enough to receive my body. Then I burst out into the blackberry bush. The Major was lying on his back with the spit projecting through the back of his skull. I searched him, took his revolver, burned that scandalous document he'd meant me to sign, and sat down to wait. It was dark when I heard the Swiss agent coming. When he was a few paces away, I flashed the light on him. <gasps> Put your hands up. Now walk over here slowly. What? Do you want? Your gun. Turn around. <gasps> oh, you... You killed the Major. Oh, please, sir. 
Don't turn me in. They will hang me. They will hang me for treason. Now we are at war. At war? Oh, oh yes, sir. It came over the wireless. Germany has marched into Poland. England has declared war. And so my private war merged with the greater cause. And I had no need to worry further about the ethics of my revenge. They were the same as the ethics of war. True. It had not been as I had claimed a sporting stalk. But you can't call me unsporting. After all, if I had pulled the trigger, I would have achieved one of the two or three most difficult shots in the world. Presented by Autolite, tonight's star, Mr. Herbert Marshall. This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for Autolite, the world's largest independent manufacturer of automotive electrical equipment. Autolite is proud to serve the greatest names in the industry. That is why, during the early months of 1952, the Autolite family will join together in saluting the leading car manufacturers who install Autolite products as original equipment right on their assembly lines. The Autolite family is made up of the nearly 30,000 men and women in 28 great Autolite plants from coast to coast, as well as more than 18,000 Autolite stockholders, 97,000 Autolite distributors and dealers in the United States, and thousands more in Canada and throughout the world. The Autolite family will salute the Packard Motor Car Company in the next Autolite Suspense television program. So if you live in a television area, check the day and time of suspense on television so that you won't miss this program. And remember, from bumper to tail light, you're always right with Autolite. Next week on Suspense, our star will be Mr. Jeff Chandler in a story taken from life, a factual document concerning the San Francisco Tong Wars which we call The Case Against Lou Dock. In weeks to come, we shall also present Miss Agnes Moorhead, Mr. Charles Boyer, and Mr. J. Carroll Nash, all on Suspense. Suspense is transcribed and directed by Elliot Lewis, with music composed by Lucian Morrowick and conducted by Lud Gluskin. Rogue Mail was adapted for Suspense by Sylvia Richards from the novel by Jeffrey Household. In tonight's story, Ben Wright was heard as the major. Featured in the cast were Larry Dobkin, Ramsey Hill, Harry Bartell, Tudor Owen, Joseph Kearns, William Johnstone, and Earl Keane. Herbert Marshall may be heard each week on his own radio program, The Man Called X. This is the CBS Radio Network.